Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. I am the Pete, bit of a Luke and Pete Show. I'm fairly certain I walk up like that. Uh, and Luke is joining me for a bit of Luke and Pete Show fun. Just for the process of elimination would, <laughs> would dictate that I am the Luke half. We usually sort of um, play the music while we're in the studio, but we're not today because of certain administrative reasons. Uh, I'm just opening a very full cup of tea, I'm sorry. Is it, and, and, is it on a hinge? And I, yeah, I've also just realised I didn't offer to buy you a coffee, which is very that's rude right, of me. That's all right, Did that's all right. Did you want fine. one? No, I'm good. I've got, um, we got sent some Mr Lee's noodles and they've been sat in a box and I'm the only one who's eaten them. So, and I eat a little bit like a bird who really likes beer and candy. Yeah, um, like a pelican. <laughs> uh, and so they, they're, not, they're not going down very quickly. But, um, so apologies, please, please carry on. I was just opening a cup of tea, but that doesn't mean I'm not listening opening to you. Opening a can of whoop-ass on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, how's your day been all right? I've been just, good. I just interviewed Steve Coogan about the film Stan and Ollie. You? Excellent. Okay, so I've seen the trailer for Stan and Ollie. For those mm. who haven't seen it, it's a film about the great Laurel and Hardy, of course. Yeah. Um, you know... Did they pave the way for you and I? You know, that's what I'm just saying. What people are probably thinking. Well, the thing is, it's kind of like it's not a film about Lauren Hardy. It's a film about Stan and Ollie. The Lauren and Hardy shorthand for them when they're on set or when they're doing stuff uh, as the characters. Got it. Okay. Stan and Ollie. It's very much about them, and it's kind of set up on the trailers as being like a heartwarming, um, almost quite funny film, and it's. Almost, I'm so sad when I watched it. Right. It was an hour and a half, in and out, so I quite like that aspect of it. Quite poignant. Um, it's incredibly poignant, and it it was one of the few films this year that I've watched that have made me really think about my own mortality. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot as you get more as you get older. Maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. The um, the trailers I've seen, I can't remember if I mentioned on, on a previous show that um, I've become a member of my local cinema. Mm. And I went to go see The Favourite with Olivia Colman, which I thought was very good. Mm. And um, the, one of the trailers was um, Stan and Laurel. Mm. And it looked brilliant. Yeah. I don't know how John C. Riley can be in that and in that horrendous Sherlock Holmes business in the same year. But yeah, it's there so we go. Weird. It's funny. The actors are funny like that sometimes. That's the thing. But it looks really good. I, so would you recommend it? I would recommend it because, again, as I said, um, I like short films. I, I think you can tell a story now and half and get out. You can't recommend it on that basis. It's really short, so it won't take up too much of your time. That's like the most backhanded I, I came ever. in five minutes in as well. I missed yeah. the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it, it's um, John C. Fry. The what, was it, what was the date like? It was great. He didn't do any talking. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing that it's short. Two pumps and done. Um, the, the, um, the, uh, John C. Riley's fat suit. Have they ever got a fat suit right? Have they ever got a fat suit that actually looks like genuine flesh? It's I, don't so think that was too, do. I don't think that was too bad. It's, I mean, it reminded it, me a bit of... Through the film, a, it looks like right, it re- something out of the Muppets. Well, it reminded me a bit of Fat Bastard in Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah. No, his is very shiny. This guy's... like It looks... It's just... I just don't think I've ever seen a convincing one. I, I just the way they move. And, and fat people, they don't bulge that big you know he was big when he was he was that size when he, he actually died at like nine stone um uh right because uh, of an illness though. yeah oliver hardy but like he um 
they, they don't sort of bulge quite so much. They more hang. I, I don't think need they, you to tell me about fat people. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about fat people. Look, like that, you mean? No, that's, that's just that? a chin, mate. Well, if you do that, everyone's got that. If you do that. Yeah. But it was just, I just always sort of think, because they gave him fat hands as well. And it looked almost cartoonish when he was sort of stroking his tiny wife. They both had tiny wives. Mm. Uh, one of them was a, a Russian act, actor, I think. And, but the film's um, worth watching. But the film's worth watching. And, yeah, and yeah. what was it like? I, I certainly am one of these people. I imagine people will want to know what it's like to interview Steve Coote. Have you interviewed him before? Yeah, for Alpha Papa, which was 2013, I such a long in, time ago. I thought you interviewed Yanucci for that. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. So what did I interview him for? Something else. Something the interview else. you did with Amanda Yanucci. Uh, and this is going to sound a bit self-aggrandizing because we're on the show together, but I genuinely thought that was a fantastic interview and I found it really interesting. So I, well, I think it's because most interviews you get are like five minutes in and out. If yeah. you get half an hour, you can really Which get... Is what the, the film is, apparently. <laughs> in and out. Um, I think the... Uh, I had about 15 minutes with them this morning. And the pro- I think the problem with... I think Coogan's quite... Um, and, and naturally, uh, obviously, a, a very funny man, but like I think he's quite relaxed at not being on all the time. You know what I mean? He's happy to do an interview about his craft. He's happy to do an interview about how hard it is to create a character and, and, and to write comedy. Um, but he t- doesn't feel the need to be on all the time and to be sort of um, making jokes and stuff like that. Um, and it, we, he sort of said that in the interview. He sort of said, I've got to a point where um, someone like Robin Williams is just on all the time and mm. it, you just create a cage for yourself where you just you can't escape. And, you know, Johnny Vegas talks very articulately about that on this Desert Island Disc, about mm. how he, he started to not be able to appreciate where he ended and where Johnny Vegas started. Yeah. And it was very difficult for him. And it, and I think the whole film is all about um, Stan Laurel never shutting off, just being so driven and so laser focused that he creates a kind of, <laughs> what are you fighting yourself for? <laughs> he creates a cage so he can't enjoy the trappings. He can't enjoy the, 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 the life he's built for himself because yeah. he's just always working. On the other hand, his comedy partner is like a womanizing drinker who, who uh, likes to play golf. Yeah, but I tell you what, I mean, I tell you what, will yeah. the similarities never end? Maybe in a hundred years' time, at right. least there'll be more first-hand accounts that people can draw from to do pastiches and characters of what's ourselves. The, what's the Luke and Peach are like? Right, Lauren Hardy, strip away the talent, all of it, strip away all the talent <laughs> and the writing and the comic timing. We don't write any of it. So, and you've sort of got two quite emasculated, pathetic failures. Yeah, yeah. One of which is a bit, one of who's a bit overweight. Mm. The other one's, um, you know. Me. Emaciated as well as emasculated. I'm and, I'm both muscular and emaciated and chunky. And you eat like a bird. In different in different places. So it's worth seeing anyway, and it, and, and so you weren't nervous I'm a, theme, I'm a theme park of a body. Me. A wonderland. <laughs> Steve Steve Coogan, you weren't nervous about interviewing him given that he's got history of being quite difficult in the past. I think the interviews in which he's found uh he's been found wanting um from, from the outside world. So people sort of gone, Oh he was a dick there. I just he you know, it's just people coming in and going, do a partridge. Let's talk about partridge. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Well, I saw him at Victoria Station once, the closest I've ever got to him. And he was, from a distance, he looked like he was being very patient and very pleasant to a number of people who were talking to him. Mm. I had no idea why he was in Victoria Station <laughs> because that is a minefield for someone of his yeah, level yeah, of fame. Yeah. But he was. Uh, he seemed like he was being very uh, accommodating and very pleasant. So I'm sure he's a lovely chap, but I just know he's got a bit of a reputation of saying to people who are interviewing him, Stop that! Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not not in a Tarantino explosive psychopathic kind of way, mm. but like in a sort of awkward kind of. I heard that that way. with um, who's the fellow who he was he exploded on, so to speak, in Channel Four News, Channel Four News, isn't it? Uh, um, is it Christian Guru, Guru Murphy? Tarantino. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, like Tarantino was well into that, 
And like afterwards, he was like, oh, "Yeah, brilliant, yeah." yeah. And like right. it was all, a, it was all a bit Part of a, the character, yeah, a bit of a joke. If really. I had one criticism, of, if I had one criticism of Tarantino, it would be that, and this is not a, you know, it's just not a, you know, a huge revelation. I'm sure many people have, have thought this before. His comments on Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> I haven't actually seen those, but we'll probably do that, do that another time. Uh, it's just the fact that he insists on acting and everything <laughs> because yeah. he just, he just, he just pulls you out of the whole thing because he's not, he's just not at the same <laughs> level. If you, if you watch him in from Dust Till Dawn, particularly, mm. which I think is a good movie. He's surrounded by you know, good actors. Heavyweights, yeah. Keitel, yeah, yeah. Lewis, um, Clooney's got chops, mm. you know, and, and he just he just brings you out of it a bit too much. And it's the same in um is it the same in uh, Hateful Eight, maybe right, okay. as well. Oh, does he appear in that? I when believe so. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of Hateful maybe. Eight. But um yeah, so that that would be my criticism of I, I I don't mind him in, in, in his films. I think he's I think he's alright. I think um the, the first time I ever saw him was at a film where he was like at a party. Um, in a in a in a film, and he's just one of those guys of geeks that hangs on a party. Um, I don't think he even wrote the script, but he basically does this big monologue about how um, Top Gun was a a gay um like a, a, a um homoerotic. Sure. I've heard um, that before. Tale. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could run my tail art stuff, and, he, and it was the you first could be time my I'd wingman any time. Yeah, it was the first time I'd actually heard that being um, spoken of, and I was like, oh, that's really good dialogue. That's really great. But it is just him doing a bit on Top Gun being a bit gay. Right. Yeah. That's so much of our life is nowadays. Yeah. And what were you going to say about your own mortality? Um, I think I've got 20 good years in me. Right, good it's years. depressing, isn't it? Good years? Good eating. <laughs> good eating years. <laughs> yeah. Before before it all goes to shit and I go and I leave this earth. I'm just thinking about it. I don't think he is in Hateful Eight. I think he's in no. something else I'm thinking of. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really um, matter. Don't email him about that. Uh, although email on People will email. I made a point on um, WrestleMe, the wrestling podcast, that uh, Mean Gene Auckland, who uh, died this week, very sadly, um, he was not featured on the main page of the BBC website. But um, oh, He bloke, was, I saw him, I'm sure I did. Well, he was until the block from Rest of Development and um, Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, died. Marty Funkhouse. Yeah, oh, Marty no, Funkhouse. Bob, Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. Yeah. And then he replaced him. Right. And I didn't really sort of... I uh, explain that very well a bit uh, like me, like I usually do. Sorry, but is your death section one, <laughs> big enough for one person? Well, I just thought if you're going to keep someone on the on the main page, Minji in Auckland has done more, has had more effect and has had a longer career than uh, Bob Einstein. He's, he's an actor, uh, as Mark said on the on the podcast. He's a, a he's an actor among actors, but Mean Gene kind of was in wrestling at a, at a time when it's never been bigger and it never will be as as big again. Yeah, and so it's kind of like. I, I I just thought thought he was the, the respect um, that wrestling gets, and, and as I said, I, I wouldn't have given a shit this time last day because I never watched any wrestling. But yeah. now I've watched loads. I'm like, why isn't Mean Gene on the main page of the BBC website for crying out loud? It's always a tricky one, though, isn't it? Because different mm. people will mean different things. Different, yeah. You know, I mean, David Bowie's. I think that the anniversary of David Bowie's death is this week. Yeah, that's a front pager. Yeah, but it's the anniversary of his death, yeah. not not his actual death. Yeah, but he means an awful lot to a lot of people, of course. It's not two years, two years anniversary, two years. Yeah, it might be not not main page then. To, okay, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. he, he didn't actually die this week, as we all know. Right, yeah. It might have even been three years. I can't remember, but mm. it's not the point. The point I was going to make is that different people's lives mean different things to different other different individuals, right? I almost so. guarantee it was five, four years. Because I remember listening to Black Star what are on you doing? holiday with an ex-girlfriend. Do you want me to check? You, this is going forever, <laughs> won't it? going forever. This is all this is. This is just me trying to remember stuff. This me is Googling like therapy. stuff. This is like therapy. I say He died some... two years ago. Three years ago. Died three years ago. 10th of January 2016, he died. What? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy stuff. Talk. Stop mm. being crazy. So on the on the mortality thing, the reason I, I, I that flag was I listening me. to Black Star then. What do you mean? How was I listening to the album? Uh, you're a, a fucking split. time traveller. Yeah, you, you I think I remember actually. It. You know that like uh, it's the only explanation for the things like the float around my head. Upwards of forty-ish percent of people's memories are false. You know that. 
Yeah. There are either things that didn't happen or you don't remember things that did happen. I can't, because I split with that girl about five years ago and we were on holiday five and a half years ago in Malaysia. And I remember listening to a new David Bowie track on a lounger next to a pool. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't five years. It was like way longer than that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I well, yeah, exactly. But either way, it's incorrect, isn't it? Welcome to Dementia Hour. <laughs> <laughs> People are sitting on the train at the moment going, Luke, what is happening here? Luke. What Luke, is this? Luke, I've got some news. Go on. Humans, not rats, were to blame for spreading the plague across Britain in 1900. Now, we've heard this um, rumour before. We've heard this situation before. Scientists have finally established the cause of the third pandemic in Glasgow 120 years ago right. was not the rats. It was lice and fleas and humans. Stinky, stinky humans. Um, and what you're saying and is that... And kilt sharing and iron brew sharing. Rats, rats, are, sharing. Getting, rats are getting a bad... Um, bad rap. A bad rap, yeah. Yeah, certainly not up to the level of Splinter's rap in Partners of Christ. <laughs> he doesn't do a rap in that. He should do that. Yeah, he should. should. Have popped yeah, he should. <laughs> what, um, okay, so that's interesting. Have you got any more information on that? That's it. Stop blaming Good. rats for stuff, you dicks. Where would rats link... Where would they feature on your list of things you don't want to find in your home? Um, I think rats are quite manageable, but you kind of go, how did you get it? You're too big. Mice, wood lice, don't like wood lice. Oh, do you not? No, they're one of the things that genuinely spook me out. They look like something from another world. But you yeah. don't see them as often anymore. Where no, the, you don't. Where have all the wood lice gone? Long time ago. <laughs> where did they birds go? Birds have eaten them, everyone. Do birds eat them? Don't know. But you know, um, should do. The, I, 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 um, I discovered the lack of wood lice fairly Can recently. You discover the lack. Well, of I'll wood tell lice? you what. I, I, this is ring. There is an absence of wood lice in here, mother. This, this chimes with me because um, my sister, who's five and a bit years younger than me, right? Are you sure it's five and a half now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she used to. Um, she used to call wood lice ease. Ease. Not as an ecstasy tell us, but like ease. She used to go e e because you couldn't say it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I was trying to explain to her daughter, who's my niece, who's mm. now three. The old wood lice, you know, um, your, your mama used to call them E's, right? Yeah. I realised where this was going. You... But, but, but anyway, and I couldn't find any. I just couldn't find them in the whole garden. I couldn't find them. You, you went round. I was looking under the rocks and everything. All right, okay, yeah, and yeah. Then, at, the, at the end, I, I went under um, an old compost bag and I found a couple. That's a boring story, isn't it? I mean, that is... <laughs> I think that is up wow. there. Sorry, Pete. That, I think that Pete... is the worst story I've ever told. <laughs> Should we take that break? I can't think of anything more boring than that, so we'll stick around back. for the break. We'll be back. It will have to get better. For more really underwhelming nature watch next. It has to get better it than that. It has to get better than that. We're going to be reading some emails next, I fear. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to my treehouse. Maybe you've seen one of these before. It's called a woodlouse. And we're back. Thank you very much for uh, sticking with us after what can only be described as a dreadfully boring story. Luke Moore in a garden. Just found a woodlouse in my cup looking, of tea. Looking for They're everywhere it turns out. Um, oh, good. Wow. Well, listen, some of our, uh, of course, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com is the place to get in touch. We are yes. at Luke and Pete Show on uh, Twitter. Yes. Do spread the word. Do help other people find us. It means a great deal to us. And look, I'm not going to be funny about it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Mm. It makes us a bit more money as well. It and does. We, and listen, the lights don't stay on themselves. We've and got it, to do that. And it's incremental. We need you guys out in force doing your thing. We need electricity. We do need electricity. We need um, heart, earth, water. And everyone else from Captain Planet, we need them all to combine, and then we'll defeat climate change together. We need Earth, Wind, and Fire. Why is nobody talking about Captain Planet at a time where climate change has never been more stark and troubling? It's prime for a reboot. Prime for a reboot. Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Captain Pla- is Captain Planet Marvel? Probably not. No. I can't remember which actor did a uh, funny or die skit about uh, Captain Planet, and I think he's just like he turns out he's a really evil character. <laughs> it's beautifully done. Captain Planet done. and the Planeteers. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not Marvel. Anyway, um, oh, God, how do we get to start talking about that? Right, I've got the... Hello at Luke and Pete show is, is the way to get in touch, as yes. I've just mentioned. And if you've seen a woodlice. <laughs> yeah. Talk about wood, If you've got anything to do with woodlice. I do actually really like woodlice, because you get two particular kinds. Right. You get the normal-looking fellas that... Um, normal-looking fellas. That all, um, that all scatter off, scuttle off. And you get the tough-looking ones that roll into a little ball. Remember those? Yes. They were the best ones, man. I mean, they're... <sighs> I mean, they're technically crustaceans, but you sort of think, like, why aren't we eating these for I protein? I don't think they are crustaceans, are they? I think they are crustaceans. Well, you get, you get these really right. amazing ones called bugs in Australia that people cook up and eat. Mm. Uh, they they, they are from the subphylum crustacea, Pete. Good on you. I just don't know why you would... Um, they, are, <laughs> they are referred to as terrestrial isopods. I was going to say isopods, wow. yeah. But they are part of the crustacean yeah, family. Wonderful. Anyway. Um, I'm going to move on from wood lice, the gift that they keeps like giving. They like it wet. Uh, enough of that. Actually, actually, this is this is, this is very similar to the is email that you were looking, Is that why you were looking under the rocks? Yeah. Oh, I hear you like it wet, dark lid. and wet, cold, dark and wet places. Wood ladies. You know? um, this is from Lee. Hello, He's, Lee. He says, "Morning, guys. I uh, just listened to episode one three two, and of course now we're we're um, we're making. I think episode one three three, aren't we? Yes. Um, and he says your discussion about lads magazines got me talk. Uh, got me thinking about my own experience. Mm. This is good." He says, I did a journalism degree in the mid-2000s, and a work placement I arranged found me at the legendary Loaded magazine. Imagine my surprise on my first day. So mid-2000s is way past the, the golden period of Loaded. Hugely. But they're still going on. They're still yeah. knocking about. It's probably before the internet properly kicked off, <laughs> so they're still, they're still knocking out the old, the old uh, hard copies. Mm. Uh, imagine my surprise on my first day after I'd done the inevitable uh, tea run. I was asked to research their monthly feature, Pornalikes. Oh. Do you remember porn likes? I do remember porn likes. Again. Tell the listeners what they are. Why does no, but basically, um, pornograph, usually magazine based pornographic actors or actresses who look like somebody famous. There was always a lot of Catherine Zeta Jones's kicking around. Um, um, maybe some like Dirty Den, stuff like that. Mm. Men of a certain age were, were really, really good because men in porn invariably don't look very good no. and they're invariably a little bit over the hill. Uh, and, and they invariably look like someone out of um, well, Crossroads. Lee goes on to say, what I had to do for the next three hours was trawl porn websites and find celebrity lookalikes. I managed to locate <laughs> one for Barry from EastEnders 
and the iconic wrestler, a wrestler Ric Flair. Wow, that's busy work and but really fun busy work. The magazine closed down not long after my placement, and in a way, it did feel like the last days of Roman there. <laughs> Best wishes, <laughs> Lee. Lee, I mean, feel free to uh, get involved again uh, with some more information. Uh, I've, no, I've noticed that your email address does contain uh, the 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 year uh, 2000, 2018, so you've set up an email address just quite for recently, just, just for, for that. That, just for this, I imagine. Well, um, where, where have you done work experience in the past, Pete? Scom, the last computer shop in Hartlepool Town Centre. Um, what sort of what era are we talking about? Um, what formats? Talks about the formats. 90, well, OS two Warp had come out. I think Windows ninety five had just launched. So yeah, I support about ninety six, ninety seven, I reckon. Why would they launch Windows ninety five in ninety seven? I don't know. Um, creep. What are you talking about? When if you got a, if Windows ninety eight would have come out probably. You yeah, but you don't know that. Yeah, but you, you, a you don't know that. B it's Hartlepool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they get Windows ninety five in nineteen ninety seven. I just remember Windows ninety five had come out and they were selling. Um, we're talking about like three eight six four eight six Pentium. Um, kind of, kind of uh, arena. Pentium Two oh, on so the card a, wasn't out there yet, but it was a PC shop. It was, it was a, a PC it, shop. It, it yeah, didn't, it didn't sell, sell anything consoles. out. It just sold. It was basically the first time that a um, big box kind of like tower PC se- seller was actually on the high street for for Hartlepool, which you right. don't really see anymore anyway. That's the only place you've done work experience. Um, well, I worked at the zoo, didn't I? For yeah, and but that was an experience. You were actually that was a job, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the only work experience I've done. Is that I did a free day at um, Costas. Once, when I finished university, I was like, I need some cash. I need some fast cash. Mm. Um, I'll join Costas. And I lasted, uh, I did one day of uh, work. And I'm fairly sad I didn't get paid for it. Because I covered a woman in form. <clears throat> Rubbish. Tell us more about that. I I don't really know how to make coffee, fancy, frothy coffees. They didn't tell you that how to do this. They clearly did. They, they would have done. You they wouldn't let me with you hot you? form. You were not listening. And the form went all over the woman, and then I was like, sorry. Oh, dear. And I just sort of slinked off after Did it that. burn her or not? No, I didn't burn her. She okay. went, oh! Um, I did work in between years at uni at Chelsea TV. Nice. And it never paid nice. me. Never paid you? No. I invoiced them and didn't get ever paid. Oh, well, I mean, you do like uh, internships at, um, like, X- I did XFM for quite a while. Oh, of course, like, that's how you got the job there, isn't it? Nothing. I was do- doing that in the morning, like, from six until... Uh, like half nine, and then I'd, I'd leg it over to my actual job in Victoria for, work for the London government. I did, I did work experience at Domino in the period where they where Arctic Monkeys' first record came out. Nice. So I spent all my time shoving press releases and CDs into envelopes like, over <laughs> oh, and over again. Because that album was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, it exploded. Yeah, yeah. So that was basically my overriding memory of that. It's your fault why our post room is just covered in yeah, CDs. absolutely. Bad for the environment. But to be fair... I will have to say, the guy who runs Domino, Lawrence, he took me for a beer at the end of the week. So there you go, son. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> have a bit okay. of that. You're getting nice. free labour there, but a beer's fine. Well, that's the music industry. I think just people just like a drink, don't they? Who else has been uh, emailing into hello at lukeandpeacher.com, Pete? Um, I will um, tell you right now. Uh, hello to uh, Chris McLaughlin. Chris McLaughlin. Hey, Mona. Oh, that's Craig McLaughlin, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. One per- uh, His first bit is about uh, Hartley United um, e- uh, shirt on eBay I should bid for, and I have bidded, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> How much have you bidded? 30 quid. Um, it's at 26 at the moment I won't get it it's 7 days it's 7 days out this is a nightmare how high are you prepared to go for a book to 1980s Hartlepool United shirt I'll go 35 it's a nice bit of work and it's a medium which suits me go to 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 100 it's nothing to you 100 it's nothing to you are you mad you're a man who's had a CCCP Soviet Union shirt tailored yeah Go up. Looks good though, doesn't it? Bid more than 30, otherwise you won't get it. <laughs> uh, number two, on twins slash twin dynamics. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to a podcast uh, about um, uh, a possible murder. Um, oh, you talked about the, this The Aussie one. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. Pet. Uh, yeah, Teacher's Pet, mate. Yeah, mate. Where everybody in the interviews uh, 
a little bit uh, more. Um, they have a little bit more candor than. Uh, it's been, a, it's been anyone a, in American ones. It's been a bloody murder. It's been a bloody murder, mate. Rack off, I said. Yeah. And he swung the X towards me. Right, that's now all the Australians turned off. Carry on, what no. were you going to say? Um, bye, Australians. Enjoy. Um, um, I was just going to say that a twin is in that. And he sort of think, yeah, you forget how the twin dynamic. One of my best friends is, is a twin. Actually, both of them, uh, Adam and Gareth. And um, they've always seemed quite normal, but also when you think about that, they've always lived really close to each other. They've always lived together. Um, they've always been in each other's lives pretty much every week they'll see each other um, and they're twins that is quite strange and quite strange for, for siblings to it is into adults, identical twins as well yeah but I think you've got to, people who are listening to this need to understand that you are a man who rejects everyone I, I think that's incorrect I've got I cast my net high and wide and if I just don't have time for you, Luke, you just got to deal no, with it. No, but the yeah? net has got massive holes in it. <laughs> like the net is the way it's made is anyone can slip through any one of the holes. It's yeah, like yeah. the worst net ever. Yeah, well, you, it's it's not it's not a Trump esque wall. You can come in or come out. It's up to you. Come into my come into my friendship zone. Leave. I'm going to chase you. I ain't going to chase you. If I turn up at your house tomorrow, you'd let me in. I'd have to. Yeah, I'd Lord, have to. Lord, Ram- Lord Rammel turns up there pissed every few weeks. I got to let him in. I've had conversation about nothing. I just said, would you let me in? Your first instinctive response was, I'd have to. I'd have to, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. It would be rude otherwise, wouldn't it? What's the email saying? The email. Also, my house, though, is frequently a big old mess. On twins, the twin dynamic. My main experience of twins growing up was sister-sister, which I think was on Channel 4. I remember that, yeah. My overriding memory of this was being disgusted at how they would switch places with each other on dates, taking advantage of poor, unsuspecting men. I don't know what the law was like for that over there, but purporting to be someone else in a romantic situation could get you into trouble. Abhorrent behaviour. This... And uh, shopping is all they seem to get up to. I think they give twins a bad name. It wasn't worth emailing that. that is, I like that. That is a ridiculous email. I what? Complaining about a show from the 90s as not being like fair. Yeah. It's, not, it's fiction. It's, uh, I was, I've started watching um, The Office from the start, and, uh, like The Office US. Mm. And um, even like, so, I think, so what would um, season five be or something? It's probably only about eight years ago or something. It's, it, there are some things that are... My 2019 brain goes, oh, that's a bit strong. Well, that's interesting oh, because we've mentioned this before. so much. We mentioned this with friends, right? Mm. People that, and I can't remember what we did. We probably laughed about it, but some people were saying that friends these days are quite problematic. I think it might mm. be you brought it to the table. And it's quite interesting. And that got me thinking, and this is further further fuel to that fire, that um, everything's moving on so fast. Mm. And it's moving on so quickly. And I think an element of that, and it's not something I necessarily feel, I don't feel like a fish out of water, but I can certainly see how some people are worried and shocked about so one minute you can do something and the next minute you can't. One minute you can say mm. something and the next minute you can't. I'm not defending this idea and I don't mean people that, you know... The gammony people. Yeah, I don't mean... Uh, yeah. But, but I can understand how if you're an older person mm. and things change quickly anyway, yeah. that it's probably quite unsettling. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, you could get into a situation where... You would be talking to someone. You don't know what you can and can't say, what you can or can't watch, what you can or can't like. It'd be it'll pull the rug from under you a bit. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's that bad, but I think it's uh, you've. I'm surprised how quickly language has changed in so many years. But there seems to be. We're not talking about 1970 shows. You're no, talking about we're shows talking about in 2010 shows like, yeah, or something. Exactly. But but what I would say is that that people. Um, People well, like you or I. Have you checked the ramble back out? <laughs> <laughs> Deleted. Yeah. People who you, people like me, you who try, who try their very best to stay on the right side of things and, and on top of things, will slip up on times and will, you know, and will walk it back or will, will somehow sort of go have a think about things. And sort of go, oh yeah, probably, probably not the best. But 
Then there's the edgelords who get off on being as offensive as they possibly can. And they're almost accepted more than the people, you know, the shock, the, the people who go on the internet yeah. and shock um, more than the actual people who are just trying to do well, their best. Well, because people can, people can categorize them easily and go, that's yeah, what just sort of go, that's their thing. They're racist. They're uh, uh, anti-Islamic. They're, uh, they're uh, xenophobic. They're, they're awful people. But that's their thing. So yeah. nothing they do can shock you. But if we make a slip, I always think, we're in big trouble. Because if you're not careful as a broadcaster, you can get into the situation where you're just terrified of everything. You yeah. can't say anything. And, and but if your brain's not... Your, if your brain's... I, I think you're safer than most if your brain isn't just trying to suppress actual, you know, fascist oh, definitely. tendencies. And, and the thing, so, so that's, that's what that, I've said to you that's before. That's the first step, isn't it? The people who are, who are in most trouble are people who you know for a fact are absolute fascists in real life, you know, it's, who it's, actually it's, right-wing nut jobs. It's happened to me before where I've been in the pub and there's like a friend of a friend there and they mm. say, what job do you do? And I tell them. Mm. Uh, and they say, oh, it must be difficult because, you know, it's difficult to you. Well, I'll be terrified. And I'll, my response is exactly what you said mm. there. Is, well, actually, because I'm not a racist or a sexist or transphobic or whatever... It doesn't really matter. Mm. I just, I just, I'm just myself. And, mm. and to know what, touch wood, so far so good. It's been mm. okay. So there is that element to it. But at the same time, I, I wasn't actually coming at it from that angle. I was coming at it from a sort of, wow, doesn't life move so quickly yeah. angle, which is, I think, is a little but, bit more. Like within, within, like, sometimes I'm going, oh, God, I, I sort of said, um, somebody said, texted something in. And the, the time that I'm on air, um, you do get some um, slightly strange texts because it's it's 10 p.m. People are either drunk or stoned or whatever. And they're, you know. Sorry and, about that. And, and, <laughs> and so, like, I'm sort of reading out and I'm going, well, it sounds like he's gone mad. And I was thinking, going mad, I mean, it's yeah. st- you know, you're still belittling a mental illness. Like, you know, it's going mad, it's, it, you shouldn't really be using that. So I'm going, I'm trying to find ways of skirting around that because my you know, comedic kind of, uh, you know, touchstones that are really easy to sort of pull out uh, is something like that, you know what I mean? You've well, gone, you shouldn't you've be gone on 4chan ma- at the same time you're working <laughs> and they won't get blurred as easily, uh, will it? <laughs> anyway, if you've got any opinions on any of that sort of stuff, uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the destination for it. If you remember, sister, sister, we want to hear from you. No, we don't really. I don't I, think it's even... I kind of do. It's not even up there with Clarissa or Keenan and Kel. Or the top of the Nickelodeon charts. Why are you? Why? Eh, Clarissa was well later than Sister Sister. But it's a classic. As was Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, you should not even be watching. I don't think I ever saw Keenan and Kel. I just said it. <laughs> Keenan ended up on SNL, didn't he? Believe so. Don't mm. forget, I've got a sister who's five years younger than me. So oh, that's yeah, stuff on TV is. all the time. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Rack off. I'll... <laughs> as Australian friends would say. Um, I've got a great email for next time around in which, um, listen, stay tuned for this when it comes out later in the week. Right. I, a listener has emailed in mm. with a photo, which is supposed to be a lookalike of me, and it's so bad, I don't even know which person the photo he's referring <laughs> to. And Pete, you're going to solve the riddle on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back on Thursday uh, with all your all the usual stuff and your emails and that kind of stuff. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch. If you are going to send lookalikes, um, make them at least sort of in the same ballpark as the uh, as the person you're trying to look alike. Um, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. Luke Moore, porn likes, please. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.